Hi, I would like to begin the episode by thanking some folks. Folks like Drew Nungasser, Matthew Morrill, Aaron Corsi, Joe Rexwinkle, and Mark Jablonski. All of these are people who have gone to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, kicked us a few bucks a month, and uh, helped us out. You can be like them, again, by going to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Thank you. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about King's Bounty, which is a strategy game developed and published by New World Computing for the PC and other systems in 1990. Yeah. We're purely in that intolerable horn playing green sleeves like it, it welcome back to <laughs> uh, but there's something wow. about a genesis horn you know it is it's one of the instruments it can do ska <laughs> games on the genesis um, <laughs> it kind it kind of lined up with one of the ska waves yeah. you know yeah the, the mighty mighty boss rooms yeah the mighty mighty mini boss like, tones yeah. <laughs> yeah the uh yeah, this is this episode is executive produced by Eric. Thank you, Eric. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's a good one. It's a weird one though. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, this ended up. Uh, I came away from this like rather liking it. Yeah. Um, but not not in a way that I feel like I could recommend it to anybody. <laughs> it's you know? uh, it's one of those things that I definitely appreciated it as a historical artifact. Yes. While still enjoying my time with it, it's just. It's real. It's it's real. Slight is 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 kind of the thing, uh, you know. In both tactical depth and there's nothing really happening in the story. It's a. Uh, it, it is. It, it it is very much of its time, and I think maybe I like. I want to say that it's actually a little bit behind its time, but like turn based strategy games, you know, like the, this. I think this was before Dune two. That one came out. It, it's a. It's it's behind the times for the PC and ahead of the times on console or beside the times. Yeah. On a console. Like it, it is uh, more complicated. It's, it's really simple, but it is more complicated than like Ristar is, you know, it's, 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 you know, there's math. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a war game. It's basically like a tabletop war game. Yes. On the Genesis. Um, and down to individual dice rolls and it feels like an avalon hill thing to me like you could almost yeah. imagine like avalon hill jr or <laughs> a- avalon foothill oh, yeah. um you know it, as like a little uh like uh, oh these are the morale classes for right. these different unit types and i'm like oh i could i could be doing this at the siege of versailles you yeah. know or something like that if it were an avalon hill 
bookshelf game. Yeah, and they did make a they did make a board game out of this in 1991. So they were kind of thinking about that on that level. I guarantee it was nowhere near as uh, complicated as an Avalon Hill game is, but you can you can absolutely see see that happening. And this continues as part of the tradition. You know, we identified this back, I think, during the episode on um, not Star Control, Star Battle, Star Assault, Star Flight, Star Flight, where the Genesis, you know, for as much as it ended up being a second fiddle to the SNES, actually ended up having a really good um, kind of like PC port kind of deal. Like there were surprisingly things, good. Yeah. Yeah. So like the, 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 the Genesis as this way to get PC as experiences, we're very much seeing that kind of encapsulated here. Yeah. Similar almost to the NES, like how there you would play like Munich mansion and Mac ventures and a, a series of like point and click. Yeah. Style games on the NES. Um, that almost kind of skipped a generation. There aren't a lot of SNES games that have that vibe. Right. Outside of like SNES Shadowrun. Yeah. Um, the uh yeah so it's it's a it's a real weird one it's very primitive and but it's of historical interest because this is uh the it's it's real weird to play the precedent to a micro genre yeah because heroes of might and magic is already a real weird and specific kind of micro genre of tactics game mm-hmm. you know so it so it's like it's it's prelude to to a slice <laughs> you know it's it's like an aper- aperitif miniature aperitif uh we're gonna get into it this is gonna be a breezy episode and as we mentioned there's not a narrative to this game which is usually uh you know where we camp out a lot there are still things to talk about yeah but the story of this is 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 a board game is like like the story (laughs) in a board game yeah it's a it, it is a vague medieval setting and a and a goal uh, you're playing as a hero in the service to King Maximus. Uh, he has been sick because his scepter of order has been stolen by the evil Eric Dragon Breath. Uh, Eric, mm-hmm. not Eric. Um, yeah. Although I could see where that would sound similar. Uh, but because that is gone, he is dying and you need to rescue him and thus the kingdom. Yes. Uh, and to do this, uh, there are four continents in this world. The name of this world is fucking Continentia. <laughs> I lost my goddamn mind. Like, what? What do you mean? Has a lot of continents on it. Yeah. I don't know. Just, 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 just like Continentia, but better. Okay, yeah. we need. Yeah, we that need to. Good. We need to name yeah. this setting. Looks at the globe. Roundland Oceanberg. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's time for for Mountain Valley. Yeah. Uh, the uh, so you go around these four continents of Continentia. <laughs> Um, <laughs> defeating uh, this rogues gallery of kooky criminals and crooks. Oh, these little Just dipshits! A, a bunch of silly skeletons and old men uh, <laughs> yeah. that you fight, and these, uh, very much like a board game, reveal pieces of uh, a map mm-hmm. that you need to match up to your map to find where the scepter is buried. Yes. Um. So again, very board game esque. Like mm-hmm. that would translate directly to a board game. Like remove square D four, mm-hmm. and then you'd have to match it to your world map. Yeah, and um, we'll talk about that a little bit more in detail. But that's so delightfully simple. <laughs> yep, <laughs> as a thing, you could luck out and get the scepter very early. I, 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 oh yeah, if you just go pick to the pick the right place. I mean, this is a uh, this is a detail from later. But this game is a, it's a speedrunner's delight. You can beat it in ten seconds. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> It's um, the very good. Yeah. Uh, like, like a board game, um, you have, you have a difficulty uh, limit that you select and this determines how much time you mm-hmm. have. So just how many moves in the board game you can make to 
go and fight these uh, kooky criminals <laughs> and uh, reveal map spots yes. to find things. After that time limit, uh, the king dies. Yes. And because so. this is a kingfisher kind of thing, the entire kingdom will as well. Yeah, you're not going to no. you know, stand up a democracy after this or whatever. The, the maester told him, you have exactly 400 days to live. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I, I mean, a little bit more than a year. People get told that every day. Yeah, no, I know, but exactly. Oh, with precision? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, because every time you did anything, it would feel horrible. Oh, feel yeah. Like a waste. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I so... waste of one of my days on an Arby's. <laughs> like, it'd be that kind of thing. Like, just, uh... Wait, wait a minute. What Arby's are you going to that locks you there for a whole day? <laughs> Oh, the 24-hour to... Arby's next to the 24-hour fitness? <laughs> the 24-hour Arby's, in parentheses, mandatory. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we got the, the shackles. Yeah. The, um, just imagining, like, oh, I'm going to die. I want to try beef and cheddar again. And then be like, God damn it. That wasn't it. <laughs> Shots. Fuck that one up. You know, there have been periods in my life where I've been, I've recognized where something is missing in me and I tried to fill the hole with Arby's. So, yeah, it doesn't work. You get, you get nostalgic for it and you're like, oh, this is still just Arby's. Oh, it's just salty. I don't know I, why I keep giving Arby's the benefit of the doubt ever. Like, I, I feel like they're going to shape up like the bad news bears and I don't know why I think they will. The thing about Arby's, the thing about Arby's, they did get rid of the potato cakes, which is a shame. Uh, mozzarella mm-hmm. sticks. Good, mo- oh, good, sure. good fast food yeah. mozzarella sticks. It's a high quality side. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a side but, that, but that, not, will, that but will fill no. you up. Not one that I would want to spend one of my 400 remaining shots on. I right. have 1,200 meals left. <laughs> spend one of them on a fucking beef and cheddar? Yeah. I'm so mad at Imaginary Gary right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right. This is going to be a short episode, so we need at least five more minutes of Arby's yeah, riffing. Of Arby's-based humor. <laughs> oh man uh so we're not going to cover the generalities here uh, at the beginning because that kind of makes up the body of the game um yes. but uh, uh we're going to cover the game's creation and then kind of get to that um as the uh you know t- talking about you know the, prog- the progression uh the way things kind of fit together what systems are here yeah uh there are multiple ways to play this game uh we did the sega genesis version with eric's blessing mm-hmm. um just because it's simpler uh, has music easier to get a hold of. This was published by Electronic Arts, and it is largely uh, the same. And uh, but the big difference actually makes this game a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. So when uh, you know if people are going to be mad at us for cherry picking a thing, we chose the more elite gamer version. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing that is different is enemies wander around in the overworld in the Genesis version. Um, the PC version, uh, the other versions of it are literally turn based. Yes, like the enemies just kind of hang out. Mm-hmm. um you know similar to a board game yeah yeah so in this one it's really hard to avoid an enemy if it's determined to get at you they'll chase you for a very long time sometimes there are fences sometimes there are leashes but um if there is a narrow path and the continents of continentia are very much made out of narrow paths they will they will kind of get there so a lot of the encounters end up feeling a little bit mandatory unless you're doing something like navigating around by boat uh, nobody, yes. nobody can get in the water. They just stand at the shoreline and shake their fist shake at you like fist. a sheriff at the county line. Yes. Uh, I imagine this was done to make this feel more like something gamers would recognize. Yes. Like to give it, um, console RPG mm-hmm. visual language, even though it is an entirely different beast. Yeah. Um, I actually, I didn't play the PC version, but I thought I would like the PC version a little bit better. Yeah. 
um, enemies not chasing you would have been additive in this. It wasn't, you know, a black mark or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But as we'll get into, this isn't a game where like you do an individual battle for the pleasure of doing an individual battle. Right. You know, it's it's not necessarily, you're not uh, mechanically incentivized or ludically incentivized to fight a wandering monster most of the time. No. You, you want to choose. Yeah. Um, you you want to be able yeah. to, you know, depending on where you're headed to, be very conscious about entering into a battle, which um, uh, most times equates to trading some of some of the units from your stack for a little bit of cash. And you may not, yes. you may not be able to get back up for the amount of cash that you, uh, that you gained. Yeah. And it gives you a chore. Yeah. It gives you a, a restock chore, mm-hmm. which is a thing. So I, I think this is probably a, to, to the det- game's detriment. Yeah. That it does this. Yep. Uh, so King's Bounty, the original was, uh, designed by John Van Kanigan, uh, who was the designer and programmer, uh, on the, uh, uh original Might and Magic and its sequel um you know at the at this company at this developer new world computing um and uh he i believe yes no he and um the uh, uh the, the studio would pass off the later might and magic games to go and work on heroes of might and magic uh up until 2003 when the studio dissolved yes uh the original version of this was crazy popular mm-hmm. in russia um, it has unofficial sequels like those, you know, master levels of doom and stuff mm-hmm. that were sold in, uh, in stores. Um, there are also fan projects just kind of yeah. released worldwide. This, uh, this hit, uh, hit Russia like a, like a wrecking ball. Yeah. yeah. Um, which it makes us reluctant to cover it because, you know, as things are going on. Uh, <laughs> yes. Was, we have to, we have to hold, the, we have to hold current events against the, uh, entirety of a nation's people. Yeah. Against, yeah. against this 1990 strategy. Yeah. <laughs> oh people are ridiculous uh yeah uh but i i I love i love that when like a particular game gets just super super popular uh in a uh in a place and you kind of don't understand why or how you know it's like it's like people in japan saying like why the fuck is metroid still around oh right it's the yankees (laughs) yeah yeah those fools yeah yeah it's it's really interesting the way that the way that stuff like that will catch on yeah yeah germany has like such a bizarre crpg Mm -hmm. world like i have i have long wanted to kind of really dive into that because apparently that stayed alive a lot longer and more consistently Mm -hmm. as a scene Uh, same thing with adventure games yeah germans love uh you know graphic adventure games you can't begin a sentence with germans love yeah (laughs) the the, uh, you can end a sentence with it germans love period (laughs) in this house um (laughs) so this isn't our first exposure to this weirdly enough yeah Um, there's a ps2 remake of it called heroes of might and magic quest for the dragon bone staff Mm -hmm. uh came out in 2001 and we covered that in abject suffering um, I don't remember that much about the doing that. I think that we mostly just talked, I think it was suggested because it was called quest for the dragon bone staff. Maybe. And we probably spent a little bit of time on a dragon bone staff. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, I recall. that sounds like us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, I think that, uh, we also just kind of talked about in that, uh, in that episode, once we looked up and realized, oh, this is a remake of an old ass game. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even at that time, you know, it was, it was an 11 year old game um that i think for us explained some of the weirdness of it and also knowing that it was you know a pc game of this vintage made made i think some of its inscrutability a little bit a a little bit more um understandable 
I'd say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It feels it feels like it would resist uh, easy modernization. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, like the the Genesis version of Starcraft or Starflight is uh, significantly easier and more modern feeling than the PC version. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, it feels like you can put so many different coats of play, paint on this and it's still going to feel a lot like a war game yeah, or like a, a tabletop war game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, and yeah. like the, the, the battles, I think in that version, they didn't like update the user experience in terms of like explaining step-by-step what you needed to do or showing like surfacing relevant information about the battles in that the, those omissions make a little bit more sense here in a limited uh, limited interface that you would get on something of this vintage. Whereas in the PS2 yeah. version, they had, you know, they could have designed something that was a little bit more intuitive while keeping yeah, the, the were, core of the battles the same. A console with, with uh, very explicit tutorials. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so this ended up having, uh, this got continuing spinoffs uh, by 1C, and then uh, they actually released King's Bounty 2, for 2000 uh, in 2021 on the PC. Uh, there's also a remake of this mm-hmm. um, on PC. So if you search Steam, you'll find that. That's the one I actually attributed to mm-hmm. this episode uh, several episodes ago. So this franchise is still going weirdly yeah. enough. Yeah. I'm curious about King's Bounty, um, King's Bounty 2, um, mm-hmm. but uh, not enough to pay the $50 that they're charging for it on Steam. I looked up some stuff around it. Okay. Uh, it feels like... Um, largely feels like the spirit is the same. Okay. Um, the biggest difference that I noticed just by kind of glancing at it was the items and kind of artifacts and treasures end up feeling more modern. Like, mm. you know, they tell you exactly what they do and they are percentages, uh, you know, uh, explicit. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Power up percentages and stuff, as opposed to now where it's like improve attack. And like, there's two different things that improve attack. Mm-hmm. One of you know, makes it so you do more damage, and one of which makes it so you the random number generator works. Like one of them is a plus fifty percent, and one of them weights the dice. Yeah, and there's nothing to indicate that inside the game. <laughs> right. So let's get into it. Uh, it opens uh, with with a beautiful title screen and uh, yield and time music. <laughs> um, and you then uh, select your difficulty. All this impacts is your time limit and your score multiplier. So we both played on easy because we did not want to run out of time. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of like an open world run based game in a weird way. Yes. And I did. I feel like failing this game and starting over would feel real bad. It would, you know, I think that I, so I had a couple of abandoned runs at this as I got the, as I got the, uh, uh, basics figured out. I put about, I think total about like eight hours into the game. So like a full campaign of this was probably six hours. If I got Mm -hmm. to like hour five and a half, um, that, and then it dumped me back to the beginning and I didn't have a save point or whatever. I mean, this is a password based game. So theoretically you could just fill up a notebook with, you know where you were at at particular times of day or whatever. Um, I like that would not be tenable uh, for the show. So I just, you know, understanding what the time limit would do. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll trust you. I'll trust you game that the time limit is a real thing. Yeah. It's, it's also, it's a, it's a um, password based game. Um, it's also a game like many board games where you can kind of be a little fucked before, you know, yes. 
you're fucked. It's kind of not easy exactly, but you can definitely land in a, something like a death, like death spiral <laughs> in this. You know, like like the you're, battle you're against just, the trolls that I had where I couldn't kill yeah, the top yeah. one. So I kept coming back. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you just, yeah, and I'm like just losing units. I'm not going to make enough money to rebuild my army. I'm basically starting over anyway mm-hmm. for this. Um, you also choose a class uh, in this. It shows the crew. We got a bunch of people who look like they work for origin, um, like a bunch of Lord British's cronies uh, around a castle. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, a bunch of Shaminos. Um, Can you explain that so it doesn't come across like a slur? It's like a slur, doesn't it? A little bit. But it's just a bard. It's just a, just a what? It's a bard. It's okay. like the shitty bard that hung out with Lord British. Oh, okay. Okay. In the ultimate games, but... <laughs> No. I forgot about that. It does that. sound like, yeah, you can't go to that neighborhood. It's all full of Shaminos. <laughs> um, oh, man. It makes me uncomfortable is what it does. Um, yeah, it's not great. No, no. I blame, uh, blame uh, Lord British. Yeah. Stay in space. We'll <laughs> um, <laughs> get to rescue you. Uh, the uh, So this is kind of a difficulty select, um, even though all classes are viable. Yes. Yeah, uh, different ones are, you know, different, uh, uh, you know, there are different strategies, obviously, but like the sorceress is for power players uh, and the knight is good for uh, is, is, is good for starting out. Uh, we can talk about what like the particulars of each of them, although they end up kind of, mm-hmm. I think, running together to a certain degree. Everyone turns into the same thing. Yes. It's like the other path there. Yeah. Um, the knight uh, has good units and has high leadership. Leadership is your build mm-hmm. uh, points your build cap uh, and then gets a big commission so it gets a big payday uh the king pays you for what you're doing big uh, this is something that has a starting stat and will go up with promotions yes uh so both growth and the initial value is something you're looking at yeah so you have a lot of money coming in and that uh, affords you um lots of mistakes um if you mm-hmm. need to go around and recruit more uh, the, the paladin is kind of like the knight with slightly worse stats, but with a better casting ability, um, has, you know, higher spell capacity, uh, that, that, that it can hold, um, mm-hmm. you know, than either the knight or the barbarian while not being quite as good as the sorcerer. So the paladin ends up being like a, like a, like a bard. It's like a fighter mage. Yeah. Yeah. Spell sword kind of thing. Uh, barbarian has really good leadership mm-hmm. and is, is good in battle. Uh, you know, the units he starts with are very good, uh, but has the worst magic mm-hmm. of all of them. Um, those three we just talked about have to learn magic as well. Yes. And start knowing it. Unlike the sorceress, who starts out knowing how to use magic, has really high spell capacity, but starts with low leadership. Yeah. Um, she starts with the highest uh, amount of base gold, but gets the lowest amount per promotion. Yes. Um, um, that low leadership ends up being a little bit less of a concern because you can find spells that will artificially yes. raise, uh, raise your leadership and get around those, uh, shortcomings that we'll talk about later. That was my, that, yeah, that, that was my arc. Cause I started this as the night, mm-hmm. uh, my fault, my false playthrough. And then once I learned magic and saw how useful it was and mm-hmm. ultimately like how I wanted more things to do in the battles. Yeah. Yeah. I, I rerolled as sorceress. So I ended up playing through this as the sorceress. Hmm. Um, who starts off a little bit hard, but in, ends up becoming much more easy. Yeah, yeah. But I, I was just very, I, I wanted things to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the fights are very simple in this. <laughs> um, I ended up uh, just going paladin, doing the uh, uh, jack of all trades uh, kind of deal. Yeah, it would also be really, really good. Um, I can't, I, I can't really imagine without playing this without magic. Mm-hmm. 
Um, not just because, so the, you cast magic, it's not something your units do. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, but the utility stuff is just very useful. Yeah. It's like freezing units or teleporting them back across the map. So they have to walk back over is like great. Yeah. The barbarian seems like the hardest one. Ultimately, like you have incredible stats, but the fact that Mm -hmm. you are so limited on spells, I mean, I was relying on those things just so much in ways Mm -hmm. that, you know, just broke my natural ability to surmount the numbers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It definitely, it definitely seems like that almost like a a noob trap. Yeah. Kind of thing. And not the noob trap. I have to empty out behind my apartment. (laughs) All those lobbies in your neighborhood. I keep on telling you. Yeah. I got a Drake sword under there. And then there's a box (laughs) with a stick and a string. (laughs) It's back on the menu, boy. Who wants, who wants some parboiled stuff? scrub <laughs> we, we gotta get, we gotta do a cannibal movie about gamer cannibals who only eat noobs <laughs> like Noobies. like the sawny bean clan but it's a clan like a counter counter-strike clan yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> house of a thousand uh, corpse runs something yeah i don't know oh that, that's great oh, there we go <laughs> there we go yeah done so, um, so. oh my god uh, so, I imagine noob would taste better than a seasoned gamer as well. Oh, I mean, just a, I mean, despite the uh, fact that he's not seasoned, not 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 a, not a stringy, you know, you, like a like a yeah. uh, like a, like a, an experienced gamer. You gotta you gotta cook that low and slow for like a while, well, you know. It, yeah, it's like it's like a collard green. One of the worst tasting human meats is probably a speedrunner's hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, you know? also the hand doesn't have any muscles in it. <laughs> yeah, you know, and what muscles are there? Like what, like you know, little the tendons and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's all and stuff. In, yeah, incredibly sinewy and like just very stringy, mm-hmm. just from precision, you know, frame jabs and like yeah. one frame, you know, frame perfect jumps. Yeah, you know, uh, Loby wouldn't want to hang around with one, uh, but excellent marbling yeah. is the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we have, we have much to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first in a series of conversations that leads to us buying an island. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've we've had so many justifications for buying an island gary yeah and hunting gamers for sport uh-huh uh is the best one so far yep uh but there's all these all those fuckers who play rust we wouldn't be able to deal yeah, with them no. and they're in their armor made out of yeah. license plates oh my god yeah. <laughs> immediately the tables would be turned <laughs> they're like hostile too <laughs> tragedy at podcaster island <laughs> <laughs> uh that's a trick question the tragedy was podcaster island <laughs> there are two actually competing documentaries about the podcaster island cannibalism <laughs> incident yeah. Oh, yeah. one the, is a little the, bit funnier one's a little bit better research the fu- the, funded by the same people the fireside festival yeah yeah oh yeah yeah oh very good yeah or the bonfire festival yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh man uh anywho um <laughs> The uh, so if you don't start with magic, you go uh, north of the starting castle. And you can learn the basics, so you can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a weekly salary from the king, which is the the main basic of basis of your income. Um, this is going to fund your army's growth, even though you also get money for monsters and uh, you know winning battles, and then also for treasures. Yeah, yeah, um, and that growth is going to be real important. Uh, you start out this castle, and here you can recruit some basic enemy, uh, some basic uh, units. Here, uh, the militia are mm-hmm. a trap. Dear God, the militia and the archers here are a trap. <laughs> they're cheap. They're well, the, cheap the, for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, militia are real bad. Yeah, uh, and uh, Azar 
as are your peasants. Yeah. Uh, generally, you just want you want ranged units early on. Yeah, you want to find you want to um, find some elves as quick as you can. Um, and to do, I, I had good, okay. I had okay luck with archers. Like archers yeah. were okay as well. Yeah, to me, uh, militia were bad. Yeah. Um, and this this is based on your rank. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, as you you can have an audience with the king, and the king's like, "Hey, I'm dying in 396 more days." <laughs> um, also, I can't you know promote you because even though you're my one hope, you have not uh, taken out enough castles yet. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, and as you rank up, you can recruit those advanced units here, but also this raises your commission and your uh, and your leadership. Uh, which yes. will let you control bigger armies, uh, which is going to be the you know one of the main ways that you grow. Um, yes. uh, yeah, yeah. So everything takes place on the world map, everything except for the battles. Uh, but the world map is going to be where you're spending most of your time. Uh, when you mm-hmm. say that this is kind of a run-based uh, game, uh, you know the way one of the ways that that articulates is that this is you know open world and uh, some of the elements are randomized. I believe that the geography is always the same. Um, I think that it is the locations of enemies, the locations of towns, and uh, like what spells you can buy there, um, like which castles are, which castles contain what. Those are randomized as well. Um, kind of making Did, this like, one of to those... a degree. I think they're weighted randomization, so you're not, you know, obviously getting like Dark Lord Skeletros yes. on the you know, on continent one, but um yeah they're they're weighted ra- weighted and random and yeah. and obviously the location of the scepter so you can't just walk to it of course yeah no although i think that 10 second speed run um uh relies on there being a, only kind of like a fixed number of locations that it could plausibly be yes yeah, yeah if i recall i watched that uh before we started doing the game because i was looking at the shortest speed runs mm-hmm. for some reason um and if i recall that's the case it either yeah. does that or it manipulates the rng yeah, yeah. In order to to place the scepter somewhere, I can't exactly recall. Yeah, um, I didn't have time to to rewatch it before we recorded. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice, a little under the gun. Really behind the eight ball guys, <laughs> <laughs> dead man walking. Uh, can't get her hands on either of this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, uh, but yeah. Uh, on the on the Genesis version, like we said, everything everything progresses in real time. Uh, and other versions, moving a square takes a day. Uh, moving across a mm-hmm. desert square takes two days. Uh, that's kind of mm-hmm. one of the trade offs of this is that move you know movement yes. is a little bit uh, cheaper on the uh, on the Genesis. Uh, by the by, and the time is not just your time <laughs> limit. Yeah. For the game, uh, the the biggest issue is that you have to pay these units. Mm-hmm. You know, once a week they they have kind of a a cost for maintenance. They have to do there are also uh different recruiting things will get re- repopulated we'll talk about that yeah um but this is part of what made uh magic so useful is because you eventually get a time stop spell that works in a weirdly realistic you're not realistic but it doesn't do what you think it would do <laughs> right you know it, it, like it literally just stops the world clock and people are just like oh, I, 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 the sun hasn't come up i guess i don't need to get paid <laughs> um, you know uh-huh. i'll do stuff and uh ends up making crossing deserts and the like uh, a lot more viable Yes. Yeah. So you can take more direct paths. Yeah. Um, when you uh, you just bump into structures on the map, um, you're kind of abstract. Like you're a man on a horse, and you look kind of abstract. Yeah. And uh, there are structures on the map, you know, caves and and castles and the like. They're the same size as you. You just bump into them to to activate them. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are different kinds. Uh, there are signs. They'll either give you directions or they're signs that the resistance to the king put up. Yep. Uh, 
I love these. Like, you will fail! Exclamation point, exclamation point. (laughs) Head west for your doom. Oh, oh, shit, man. No, not my doom. Anything but my doom. (laughs) It's very good. Uh, The main thing you're doing early on, uh, the structure of this is very like Starflight. Yeah. The same way, like, you could just go to the, you know, the best planet, the system in mine. The thing you're doing here is, is basically avoiding enemies and going to treasure chest. Um, these are just kind of like little community chest cards, yeah. uh, basically that you can find, um, generally you'll find gold, which you either keep, uh, or you distribute to your army, which raises your leadership. Um, that's almost always what you want to do. Yeah. And it's also what makes the sorceress playable. Like you start with that low leadership, but if you're just going on, you know, trying to sweep for treasure chest, Mm -hmm. um, if you get some high rolls in that, you can raise your leadership right away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the trade-off, I mean, ultimately everything kind of comes down to leadership as the mana resource. Um, you know, so if you trade away for, you know, like taking leadership in these, in, in these little games is, um, or in these pickups is the, you know, the long game, right? Because if your leadership is higher, you can recruit more, win battles more easily and thus suffer fewer losses that will cost you less money in the long run. You know, um, it's building uh, nuclear power stations in SimCity. Yes. Yeah. You know, or transit. You know, it's uh, you know, if it, 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 do you take the do you take the payouts? Do you take a lump sum, or do you do what the uh, what the OG bosses do and give all the money to your haters? So it'll motivate you more. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a game about wealth re- redistribution. <laughs> um, you can also find mineral deposits. These raise your your salary. Mm-hmm. So you claim them for the king. He gives you a slice. Um, you can find map fragments. Yep. So again, you have this. Uh, you know, again, like a grid-based map with a bunch of just kooky creeps on the front. And as you beat them, it flips over and shows what map tile is under there. Yeah. Um, you can also find these in the world. Mm-hmm. Map. Yeah. Uh, you'll find teachers who will raise your spell capacity. Uh, this is important mm-hmm. for uh, any of the non-casting. Although I assume for the uh, for the caster, for, uh, for your sorceress, mm-hmm. that still ends up being useful because the spell cap does end up being a little bit, uh, a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Still always useful. Yeah. Um, and then you can find artifacts. Um, artifacts are amazing. Uh, these are uh, like trinkets that give you a passive upgrade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're very uh, meaningful. So yeah. it's it's things like, uh, again, you know, I mentioned this weights your dice rolls. This, uh, you know, can go as far as like doubling your capacity or your uh, the amount of spells you can have. Uh, my favorite one is the one that gives you a slight discount on renting ships. I'm not a slight. It cuts it in half. Well, I mean, it's a big discount, but it's also, that was never a huge, like compared to the thing that allows me to do plus 50% damage for the rest of the game or take half damage to all my units. (laughs) There's one that's a coupon. It's it's, a club card. It's incredible. Yeah. It's a coupon for something you rent (laughs) and something you buy and it's an artifact. Yep. (laughs) Can you imagine finding an ancient artifact that gave you half off renting something <laughs> it's it's not it's not not even a coupon it's the it's the anchor of admiralty so yeah like you, you, just, you just roll up to the boat rental in town you know and they'll say oh that'll be 500 gold per week please and then <laughs> fetch me the case and you open it up yeah like ah sir yes no please let me give you the boat that mm. won't sink the diner's club card yes sir um <laughs> Yeah, it's very funny to me. But but these are, are really good, and you want them, the earlier you have them, the better. Yeah. You know, it's just going to make everything easier. Mm-hmm. So uh, you want to uh, be lined for these as best you can. 
Yes. Yeah. Um, so towns are places you're going to want to go um, for a few different reasons. Uh, the first one that is presented to you is to gain um, uh, intel on nearby villains. They will tell you mm-hmm. like roughly like, hey, here's, here, you know, here's what the what the villain uh, who is, uh, you know, who we are under, uh, what their uh, army is made up of. So giving you a little yes. bit of a, a little bit of a sense for how much you should be uh, trying to grow your army uh, to match up to them. Yes. Yeah. Even though you don't, part of the game is getting the context of what all this stuff means. Yes. So we're, you know, we're playing this in 2022 when you can look all this stuff up, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day, this would have been really mysterious. Yes. You know? uh, they even do it. They don't tell you numbers. They, they do like a bunch, a collection, yeah. an overwhelming number, a horde. Um, <laughs> and you have to kind of figure out what that would mean. In addition, you have to understand what's more dangerous and no more a druid. Yeah. The answer may you surprise know? you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, so the uh, this it's it's kind of limited use as intelligence until mm-hmm. you start kind of correlating your facts. Yes, uh, together. Yeah, you're going to want to write this stuff down. Yeah. Uh, I imagine this Genesis manual came with a big notes yeah. section um, because you uh, get the game King's Bounty or get the name. Uh, you will take out bounties on these individual villains. Yes. Um, so you want to know where they're at. And there is definitely a, a hierarchy of difficulty. Yeah. Of these weirdos. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a handful of these guys on a given um, uh, on a given continent. Uh, it'll always be the same handful. So you'll fight, uh, yes. you know, Hagar the Horrible on continent one always. Um, yeah. And the Wizard of Id always, you know, on the on the third or fourth. Right. <laughs> the guys, ooh, the peasants are revolting. <laughs> um, yeah. You can also uh, buy spells. Uh, spells are also weighted. Uh, randomization you're guaranteed to get all the spells mm-hmm. uh, throughout the world but uh, you can get some low rolls for sure yeah and just like find bridge after bridge spell um you can rent boats as we mentioned mm-hmm. uh and if you have a special coupon they're cheaper <laughs> and then you can uh buy siege equipment yeah um some classes start i think the knight starts with siege equipment is the I other th- big advantage to the knight i think so you i mean you're you're yeah. gonna lose that <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's 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 real weird you don't use it and it's not a unit it's a three thousand dollar license to fight things in castles but the right. fights are largely the same as fights in the field mm-hmm. um and if you lose if you lose a battle then you lose your siege engine and you have to replace it but it's it's a it's a license to fight yes it'll get you through the front door it get, it has an icon on the right of the screen so when you have it there's always a little tile that shows that you have it mm-hmm. it's constantly there's firing like a, yeah <laughs> <laughs> we can't stop it. Uh, yeah, it's actually how you get around. It's like when you would uh, put on the uh, floating cars cheat mm-hmm. in GTA Three and fly on tanks yep. by firing backwards. Um, the uh, so those are the things you can get from here. Uh, you also get the bounties, as we mentioned. Uh, this will give you some information on one of these just like absolute cavity creeps uh, <laughs> that you have to fight, and they give you a reward. Um, you have a, like, you know, the bounty will only be active for a certain amount of time and you get a reward just for fighting, but you'll get a bonus reward for doing these bounties in addition to being able to take castles, which you need to be able to be promoted. Yeah. Um, you also torture the weirdo for his priest, the map square. Yes. He will hand it over. Uh, can, can I, can I, can I give you some, uh, some facts about some of these, uh, some of these bad boys? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad I'd rather have some facts about the bad, bad boys. I didn't want to talk about all of them because, <laughs> 
there's there's an overwhelming number of them uh-huh. and they definitely blur together <laughs> they do like, and like they they have like um i believe fi- fixed armies or whatever but because of the way the yes. battles work out that ends up not necessarily being as much of a as big of a deal as you would think it is just you know slowly progressing um slowly progressing uh difficulty yes yeah. yeah tell me tell me about these uh these these kooky kooky perverts yeah yeah well hack the rogue uh he's wanted for conspiracy against the crown and grave robbing mm-hmm. <laughs> most Everyone, of this there's a big conspiracy a lot of people are are wanted for conspiracy against the yes. crown dread pirate rob is wanted for piracy in the pond of peril uh this is mm-hmm. nowhere uh the, 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 you cannot visit the pond of peril it's just where rob is yeah yeah yep. Um, uh, rag face, which again, sounds like a horrible, horrible thing. Uh, yeah. you know, he's, he's just a green, green, green face zombie man. Rindalus dry bone is the king of the undead. That's his crime being the king of the undead. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Very good. He commits Regia. (laughs) (laughs) He did Regimort. Like he's (laughs) Regimort. (laughs) <laughs> just a dead king you can't have a dead king come on yeah yeah oh man yeah so i just uh like nothing is as funny as the portraits on these things just like when oh, you yeah, prime icon fodder oh yeah like if if aol and some messenger were still about <laughs> i would certainly be an animated version of one of these little things. <laughs> uh i don't i don't like the icon for baron jano mccall it feels like a, a little bit like an anti-semitic caricature uh yeah but uh but but many of the others i mean rindalus drybone come on or bargash eyesore the the the, the green bearded hulk or the blue bearded hulk the, yeah leave the, leave the hulk alone He's a good boy <laughs> hey children yeah hey, teacher. It, it's a uh, they're great yeah you know uh and the map screen where they're all covering their individual squares <laughs> it's, it's like a alternate beautiful universe guess who <laughs> you know it, it's just it's just it's really wonderful i want flashcards to memorize all these guys um they're very good yeah. Uh, when you're out, you, you you look for castles. Um, this is usually where villains are holed up, but sometimes it's just monsters are hanging out there. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, they're doing a mash or a bash. Th- thousands of peasants. Uh, when you when you see the uh, when you see the monsters on the um, not on the world map, but in the uh, in the battle, they're just doing a two frame mm-hmm. os- like an oscillating two frame animation. So it does look like a dance party. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> and and they're just, you get a, everything is full of like, you know, I, I spent a lot of time playing this game just smiling going, oh, it's another mixed grill. <laughs> like, what, what if, you know, well, here here's a 900 peasants, 20 fairies, one dragon, six vampires, <laughs> and, you know, 14 gnomes just yeah. hanging out and dancing. And 49% you know? peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> yep. There's 18 cowboys wanting to be fucked. <laughs> 18 cowboys looking to suck. That, that's a Ram Ranch. That's yeah. not me just... Gotcha. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> talking about cowboys. <laughs> but it's got big Ram Ranch vibes. Like, you keep running into Ram Ranches, and they really rock. Yeah, love those castles. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, you want to go and uh, beat those castles. We'll talk about the advantages that we uh, get there when we talk about building your army. Um, mm-hmm. uh, to get around, you're going to be aided by adventuring spells. Um, the mm-hmm. spells that you get are broken into adventuring spells and, um, battle spells, adventuring spells. Uh, you know, there are some low cards, like you said, the bridge is, you know, only a little bit useful, not really. Um, yeah. but there are some that are real, uh, useful. The ones that let you can control your army, you know, uh, the mm-hmm. instant army, 
uh, one is pretty good depending on your rank. Uh, raising your control uh, is 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 really good, so you can fight with uh, uh, stuff beyond your uh, beyond your means. Yes, you can have things above your means generally, but then they don't uh, follow orders. Right. So there's nothing that stops you from doing it other than that. Um, yeah, and then being able to fast travel, obviously, really useful. Um, yeah, this is this is great. Mm-hmm. Um, the clone spell uh, ends up doing a lot of work. That's a battle spell. Um, yeah, yeah, no, no, that mm-hmm. is a different categorization, but it's it's a still a meta spell. Yeah, you use it in battles because you go and you fight weak battles, so you can clone for mm-hmm. big battles. Yeah. Um, the, uh, when you're in battle, so, uh, we get this battle interface that is pretty bare bones. Yeah. Um, you don't really know what to do. Uh, you want to read the manual, um, you know, to, to kind of see the tables and kind of see what to do. Yeah. It is turn-based and a grid, um, with your guys on the left and the enemy on the right, except you're in a castle, then your guys are on the bottom and the enemies on the top. Yeah. And, uh, this grid has natural obstacles on it. So there are mountain tiles and forest tiles and the like. Mm-hmm. Um, and each of your units actually represents a, a stack of units. Yeah. So you'll have a single archer icon, but it'll have 89 under it. That's not a health meter. That's the number of archers you have. Yeah. And each of those individual yeah. 89 archers has their own, has their own health. Although the top one on yes. the stack is the first one is the only one that takes damage. Right. Yes. Um, big stacks um, do more damage and can ultimately take more. But as a stack is diminished, it has the, uh, you know, uh, it, it's damaging ability um, goes down. Right. Cause you're, yeah. you don't have the multi- multiplier uh, going on. So there's a little bit of a poor get poorer kind of thing happening here. Uh, just kind of all around. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, like we said, your attack power is, you know, your unit type, the, uh, uh, number of the units, and then also their morale. This is a system that is just not explained. Um, not at all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, each individual character has a morale class, uh, A through E. Um, and there is a little chart in the manual that shows if there is high, medium, or low morale based on the, 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 the combination of like the units in your army. So like, I'm not sure if this is an, an actual example, but say like dragons don't get along with demons. And so if you have two, if you have a, you know, drag a dragon stack and a demon stack, they would have low morale and they would do less damage. They do, they do half. Yes. It's like minus 50% or plus 50%. It's yeah. huge. Um, yeah. Enemy units come from like, diff- I think five or six different clans. Yeah. So think like, a, you know, kind of colors and magic, but that is not, uh, does not correlate one-to-one with their morale group, weirdly enough. Yeah. Um, so at first I was like, oh, this is encouraging you to pick a, you know, pick a clan, you know, similar to an inscription or magic at the gathering. But it's really not. It's encouraging you, like some of them are intuitive, you know, like your your human units aren't good to party with a bunch of ghosts. Mm-hmm. But some of them, you know, when it when it starts comparing, like, what does a, a dragon think of a fairy? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't um, asked them. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> this, like, this version of Family Feud is weird. It's extremely weird. <laughs> like, yeah, so you have to look at the chart uh, there. This is where a lot of the kind of min-maxing 
comes from. Yeah. Um, and a lot of kind of speed governors on your min maxing. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can make a really overpowered army, but you can't just make an optimal army because if they don't get along, they're not effective. Yeah. Uh, there are some units, uh, in the different morale groups who are exclusive, but like they're also equivalents. So I think that orcs and elves don't necessarily get along, but both of them are ranged attacks, right? The both of them are yeah. archers. Yeah, similar. And there, there are minor differences between them. There are a lot of different units in this game. Yeah. So there will be uh, very kind of small bits of uh, articulation. Like these units do the same damage, but this one is slightly hardier. Or yes. this one can move two spaces, you know, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, uh, so your, your units have, your stacks of units have a certain amount of attack power, which is based on those numbers. We mentioned all that morale. When the stack is, when your stack is attacked, attacked or you attack another stack um a certain amount of damage is done this damage starts at the top unit and then will go downwards overflowing uh if you have played magic think trample Mm -hmm. um you know uh you have 10 uh two hp units and you take five damage it does two to the first unit two to the second unit one damage to the third unit yes yeah um and that proceeds until the stack is gone um notably yes. you know uh you you do not fight any units that you cannot get a hold of yourself you know mm-hmm. um yes which is uh actually pretty important to this uh because you get to see yeah. how they move and stuff like that um yeah. uh, different units one of the biggest ways that, that they can differ is their uh different movement rates uh and honestly managing mobility is kind of the only tactical decision you're making in this <laughs> That and spells. Yep. You know, because the, I mean, you're, you're technically making a soften up with archers. Yeah. You know, before engaging a melee tactical decision, but that's such a rote decision that is true in every tactics game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other tactical decision you're making is that ranged units cannot shoot if there's a unit next to them. Right. So placing your own tanky units next to enemy glass cannons, mm-hmm. uh, either through teleport or what have you, uh, is very useful. Yeah. Um, uh, but there, there, there's very limited, uh, kind of tactical depth. Yes. There. Yeah. Um, some of the, like you said, you know, uh, there, like the, there are different movement abilities, like there's teleport and stuff like that. Uh, there's flying, uh, that can happen, uh, which is effectively mm-hmm. like teleport. Um, yes. and then there are ranged, range attacks, either spells or, um, or, uh, you know, archers, you know, your, yes. uh, your air, bows and arrow and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and then like some subtler stuff like trolls. If you don't, uh, if you don't kill a unit, uh, the top, you know, the top unit, uh, then uh, it will recover back to full at the end of its turn. Yes, yeah. not the individual, not the stack. Mm-hmm. Do you mind the, the for each individual troll? Yes. Well, um, archers have an unlimited number of shots, whereas different spellcasters will have a certain number that they can do. Archers have limited shots. Uh, oh, oh yeah, I guess, yeah, you're right. That is what mm-hmm. I was. Uh, it's higher. They have they have less limited than. Uh, casters yeah it'll yeah, be like limited. casters will have uh will have uh spell charges in the you know single digits archers will have arrows or i guess volleys because we're dealing with a stack um they will have those in like the the tens so you know yes. 12 you know 12 15 18 it is very rare that i ran out yeah with archers um one of the coolest units are ghost did <laughs> yep. you fuck around with any ghost um, I, uh, you know, I didn't, my, I, I mostly did, um, oh wait, was it the ghost that revived to the peasants or is that the, uh, the zombies? It's the ghost. It's the ghost. Yeah. So I did fuck around with ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're real neat. Like every unit they kill, they gain a unit, mm-hmm. you know, so they're, they're turning their enemies into ghosts. But once a month there's week of the peasant. Mm-hmm. 
uh, which like, you know, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> and all your ghosts turn into peasants and it becomes this huge drain on your army. Yeah. Um, because they're expensive to feed and they're a garbage unit. So it, it automatically, like, it's really interesting. It's probably the most complicated, you know, uh, unit thing because it'll grow on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, as a thing, you don't need to do anything. Uh, and then all of a sudden it becomes this financial burden. It's a real interesting, like short term gain. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta get to a castle and garrison them right away. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, dragons are immune to magic. Uh, mm-hmm. Dragons are very powerful, but you can get them. Uh, demons have a chance to do like half a stack. Yeah. Uh, they have a 10% chance. You can't change this. Like a critical. But if they attack yeah. you or you attack them, they can cut a stack in half. Yeah. So demons are also very powerful. Yeah. Uh, and you want them and you don't, I believe demons, like any of those flying ones, you have to wait until the fourth, uh, uh, the, the fourth Island to get a, to get a layer where you can recruit them. I, I didn't get one before the fourth Island in reading about it. My understanding is that some of the, them can appear in Island three, hmm. like they're weighted dice rolls. Like they're, you know, it, it's, it's things where it has a mostly, yeah. you know, but depending on the role, you can get them earlier. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a little chaos. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but there's a bunch of different, uh, vampires are also really good. Vampires heal the damage they do. Nice. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, that, that, that is barely, ex- it's not explained in the game and it is barely explained in the manual. Yeah. None of the, all, a lot of the stuff was through, uh, looking at game facts and, and a wiki mm-hmm. uh, to learn this stuff because it, you do have to read the manual to play this basically, or listen yeah. to this episode, but it, it's, uh, yeah, it's not very well explained. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, turns play out, you know, first you move and then you commit your action, um, mm-hmm. you know, d- 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 depending, uh, you know, a- attacking will, uh, will, will end your, end your turn there. Um, or you can just wait and that will make your, uh, your next turn kind of come around. There's kind of a natural, um, uh, there's a natural initiative, uh, uh kind of thing that happens here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the tactics are very limited. It, it has some of the same rhythm in terms of like replenish your army, similar to dark omen, but the tactical, depth of it is just so much more shallow yeah we mentioned softening up with archers getting things next to enemy archers wearing down high value units mm-hmm. you know it's all absolute basic tactic stuff yeah there's a little bit of additional shade that's that happens with spells as we mentioned um you have a lot of direct damage spells which are very useful um you have turn undead just for undead but then you have fireball and lightning bolt um very good mm-hmm. um you can freeze enemies in place which, you know, you, you lock a, a melee enemy in place. It can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I ended up using, you know, ended up relying on a lot was clone. Yeah. Um, because you uh, you do that in a battle to give you a boost, but also you do it to get units for free yeah. that are expensive units. Hey, free gnomes. Yeah. Yeah. Free, dra- free dragons. Yeah. You know, free, <laughs> free demons. Um, you know, near the end of the game, that was, I ended up using that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the spell is cheaper than going in and recruiting a stack. And also, you know, we talk about recruiting, you can only recruit a certain number uh, per month. Right. Yeah. Well, and you have to find them. So we, I mean, yes. that's in the, uh, we'll talk about that in the overworld section, mm-hmm. but it, there's a little bit of a luck of the draw, whether you're going to ran, run into a cave that is chock full of dragons that are willing to work for hire or not. Yeah. You know, yeah. 
Um, I want to uh, go go back to a degree as we're talking about the um, the tactical um, you know tactical decisions that you're making. Um, you know, we talked about movement uh, being a being a big deal. Um, uh, castles end up being harder to. I found them to end up being a little bit harder, not just because of the um, not just because of the um, uh, you, enemy units. Right, you're often going to mm-hmm. fight bigger ar- armies of tougher guys there, uh, but because of the lack of obstacles um to uh, yeah. uh you know arrange around and you know set up like miniature you know kind of reminiscent of choke point <laughs> kind of deals there um the, you know you can use those to your advantage there but also you know because the grid is wider than it is tall um <laughs> fighting from bottom to top is actually more difficult than fighting from left to right uh so yeah, enemies will be on to the enemy yeah enemies will be yeah. on top of you quicker so you know if you start out like there's no way for you to directly uh impact what order um and like where the where, where you, your units will be placed when they deploy like i couldn't find the rearrange enemy or rearrange no. armies kind of thing so like if you have your glass cannons at the front the first couple of turns you know as you try and maneuver them around may end up uh screwing you right because you're kind of packed packed down by the door uh when the battle starts so yeah there's some rng to that yeah so that ends up being a little bit more of a tactical consideration and that makes the uh the monster dance parties potentially walking into a slaughter more so than running into a tough enemy on the world map might be yeah 100 percent. that's a good point like it is it is uh it is definitely trickier yeah there there's also because there's no terrain you can't do what ended up being a degenerate tactic i ended up using which was a monster chasing my archer around a big rock mm-hmm. who would run away shoot him and then run away <laughs> it's like choosing a uh, boss in dark of, souls <laughs> it's in, it's incredibly elden ring it's like one of more like elden ring things that i've done in a video game recently outside of elden ring um yeah you can't do that so yeah they're definitely more difficult i think that the idea is that for the castles it really just breaks it down to unit composition yeah stuff and that stuff being as esoteric as it is and not being transparent makes that fall down a little bit mm-hmm. uh, for me it's not quite as interesting because it's hidden knowledge yeah you know uh, a lot of the times and even if if you have that knowledge once you've used the unit you don't have it before you've invested the resources in it mm-hmm. and such like you really get a sense that you know you and i did a couple of a you know failed runs at this before we actually made it through. I got the sense that if you were to buy this game on Genesis and play it uh, when it was contemporary, you'd have a lot of failed runs. Oh my god! Yeah, like you would you know you would just play it kind of over and over, making five percent further each time mm-hmm. until eventually you got it. We just had enough uh, resources, yes, to not have to build uh, an absolute body of knowledge. Yeah. From scratch. This is just one of those games. It feels like, you know, this wasn't something that you would play with the console on the floor, you know, sitting there cross-legged. This is a game that, like, the dad would come home and put on a smoking jacket and go into a wood-paneled den, you know, to play this instead of talking to his wife. This is after after dark. This is a game for daddy. Like, (laughs) this would go be in a leather case along with all the Atari porn games. Yes. Um, yeah. So, uh, when you win, uh, you know, the, the, uh, enemies are either dead or they will, sometimes they can just kind of surrender. There's also mm-hmm. a morale system in this game, weirdly enough, yeah. uh, that is also not explained. Um, but you gain, uh, gold in proportion to how well you did versus the difficulty of the battle. So right. how many units you lost and everything, uh, and whether it was a stop yeah, or not. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and like we said a little bit earlier, it may or may not be enough to, um, you know, recoup your losses. Right. Yes. Which can then uh, set you back on the curve. You have to go seek easier battles to gain money, to rebuild your army, to try again against the hard battle. Yeah. Uh, so um, you build your army by recruiting um, at layers. Like these are not, you know, it's not like a, you know, dungeon keeper layer or a gauntlet layer. That's just the the category of building that you find. Um, and yes. these are broken down into categories. So there's, you know, forest layers and cave layers and your ruin layers and things like that, that will determine, um, you know, what family of, uh, of units you're going to find there. Yeah. So you go into a cave to find, you know, dragons or, uh, giants, you know, trolls, but you go into a forest thing to find gnomes and elves. Yes. Um, you can also recruit by uh, enemies instead of like cool thing is like enemies can walk up to you and mm-hmm. ask to join you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I like as an alternative to uh, you know, running away or just making me fight a really easy enemy mm-hmm. uh, there. Um, and then these get replenished. So you go to a cave, you pick up all the, the dragons that they have. Uh, you have to wait around for a week of the dragon to come up on the calendar and then all those dragons <laughs> will come back. Yeah. Um, this is weirdly announced to you, like you get a little splash screen and it's with all your financial stuff. Uh huh. Which makes me think like the comptroller is doing it. I'm imagining him at a lotto cage, you know, picking out a ball with a little picture of a dragon and letting all of the dragons like give birth at once. <laughs> Three, <laughs> two, one. Wish, <laughs> you know, just, uh, like, uh, oh. it's it's very funny and then you also get bummer rolls you know this is a big place where rng is here so yeah you know you're late in the game and it's weak of the nomad again ah. like what the fuck i i don't need any more nomads that's about grown nomads that's first half of, of of continent two shit come on yeah yeah i'm on, i'm barely in confident you know continent three give me vampire or better <laughs> you promised vampire or better um yeah uh, each unit has a cost to recruit them based on their effectiveness broadly um, and also kind of an upkeep cost. There's a weekly cost uh, to keep them loyal to you. Uh, running out of money means that your uh, that your army will abandon you. Um, yes. And I think that in that case, like this is this is weirdly a tough game to lose. You know, if you lose a battle, you just kind of go back to the uh, go back to the opening um, castle and mm-hmm. start over again rebuild with, yeah, yeah uh re- rebuild there with your character like with your hero's uh progress and spells and stuff like that still uh is still constant but you know your army is basically your character in this um but yeah it's a it's a it's a, it's a tough one to lose uh so i imagine if they abandon you it's kind of the same thing you just have to start over and then yeah. like here's your weekly commission try not to fuck it up this time yeah it, n- it never happened to me with how battle of earth i started out yeah you know, uh, early in the game and ended up getting mineral deposits and just a lot of weeks went by. Yeah. That is, I, that is the way that the lack of time limit made things appreciably easier. Yeah. You know, for me, it's a, it's a difficulty slider that I'm not that interested in because the idea of just having less time yeah. uh, doesn't appeal to me or running out of time. But I understand mm-hmm. how it forces you to take more risks early on. Yeah. Uh, your charisma can t- is your, uh, determines your maximum unit control for your, so your build points for mm-hmm. your army. Um, more powerful units have a higher control requirement, of course. And uh, as we mentioned before, if you hire above that, units will go rogue. On yeah. You. It's kind of like uh, having your, you know, starting starting a Pokemon game and having your buddy trade you a level 60 Machamp, who then just goes ham on you and doesn't uh, doesn't listen. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Very similar. Yeah. 
Um, and then you have a, a certain number of stacks, uh, kind of stack slots in your, your active army um, here. And you can have additional units, and you want to have additional units to garrison castles once you clear them. Um, any unit can garrison a castle, and you only need one. So you can have a single peasant who just like lives in this castle and will keep the <laughs> monsters out. Hello. You know, I imagine Hello. it's like home alone. Yeah. That's like when you, uh, you know, like a, like it's a spiders know when a person lives in a place, uh, kind of, yeah. kind of seems, you know? So like it just, if you're, if you're living in a house, fewer spiders, spiders will be there. It's the same thing for monster dance parties. Yes. Or, or that, uh, great Saturday Night Live commercial for the system that discourages people from robbing your house by making it look like it's already being robbed at the time. <laughs> I left. Like, oh sure, this one's being used. Gotta move on. Um, I'm not gonna, not, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna take somebody's turf. Yeah, uh, you want to do this because if you leave a castle unguarded, there is a chance it gets taken. Yes. Uh, monster parties will hermit crab on in there. Yeah. Um, and it also gives you money and allows you to level up. Basically, mm-hmm. the more castles you have, that uh, determines your ranking. Um, and it raises your monthly revenue. Yeah. So it's always good on uh, something you want to do uh, to keep your castles um, under your control and take as many of them as, as you can, even if it is a castle that is uh, that doesn't have a villain in it or, you know, the, the mm-hmm. bounty doesn't match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So... Uh, Generally, you you spend the other time, you know, you're sort of getting these battles, you're building your army uh, while moving around the world. Um, the uh, You can find a map to a new continent. That's one of the things you can find in your treasure chest, which gives you kind of like license to sail mm-hmm. to that continent uh, and navigate there. Each continent has a handful of villains, and there's four of them in Continentia, as we mm-hmm. mentioned, four uh, continents, not villains. Yeah. Um, and you're going to be fighting these villains. You don't have to do all of them. But the main reason you want to do this is get money, raise your leadership um, through ranking up, uh, getting your, your level higher, um, getting those bounties, and then also revealing their map square by flipping yes. over their tile. <laughs> uh, again, just p- picturing Guess Who with this. It's been forever since I played oh, yeah. Guess Guess Who. Guess Who's fun. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's, it's not a, you know, it's kind of a fun little, it's, it's very simple, but yeah, I guess I'm so. thinking you, you need to start playing it with, uh, the, the way you need to do it is no physical, um, uh, that, that's the way we, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when we, when I was like a, a late teen, early 20 kid, mm-hmm. we would do that. I'm like, you know, do, is your character sad about his divorce? Stuff like that. <laughs> is is yeah. he harboring a secret that is burning him from the inside? <laughs> yeah. That's real fun. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, you're going to find your way to new continents. These step up in difficulties and you get progressively, you know, more uh, advanced units um, in the in the layer uh, in, the, in the pool mm-hmm. that you uh, that, that, that you can draw from. Um, something that I figured out pretty early on is I wanted to play this while well, I was at a computer. So I just had a, a spreadsheet open where I could keep track of stuff. But like keeping track of which villains are in which castles um, keeping track of um, which which uh, towns sold which spells, um, and uh, keeping track of the coordinates because you know, you can look at the map and see the you know the coordinates what tile you're on, um, the coordinates of the different layers, so I could know where to go back to. All of that is stuff that is not surfaced by the interface of the game. So you know mm-hmm. if it ends up being the week of the dragon and you want to fill back up on dragons, knowing immediately where to go um is a uh is, is a pretty big deal yeah yeah it's it's i feel like you're meant to yeah 
you know, to do that. A cool, I wonder if there's a, a if anyone's ever taken a game similar to this and combined it with, um, like a mapping mechanic. Like it would be kind of fun to do an Etrian Odyssey, like fill in your own map mm-hmm. or have a map marker. Oh yeah. Kind of thing that, that charts this out. Yeah. You know, I, I imagine the remakes have something like that. And if, the, if not, it's a good idea. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, each continent has a step up in difficulty of monsters, as we mentioned. Um, the, uh, and you're just going to kind of move through these again towards that end goal. Yeah. You want to get a powerful enough, uh, army to continue to flip over map tiles. Yes. Um, the cheesy way to get through this is to dash through the, uh, islands and recruit a flying creature, um, mm-hmm. garrison everybody except that flying creature, and then just go and pick up the, uh, pick up the artifacts. Yes. Uh, you may fly on the overworld if you only have flying units Yes, in your, uh, in your crew, um, getting those artifacts, obviously big leg up early mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Um, then you can, you know, you buy spells that raise your unit control or you can do this. Um, so you can take really ultra powerful armies into castle fights. Um, it's not sustainable, mm-hmm. you know, ordinarily I can't control, uh, you know, 30 dragons, but I can now because I've got a, uh, temporary buff to my, my charisma. Yeah. It will follow me for now. Mm-hmm. So you can get through that battle and get yourself those, uh, the, those, uh, those upgrades and just kind of churn mm-hmm. through, um, getting all of your map pieces, um, and I like how you can witness without all the map pieces. I went and got mm-hmm. them just because I, you know, it felt like it would be a good thing to do for this episode, but like you can totally identify. Um, and it's like, it's, it reveals a screenshot of the game. Basically, you know, you want to go yeah, to yeah. the tile, the specific tile that is marked, that is marked here, like in this Valley that is shaped kind of like this. Yeah. It's a really neat way that RNG, uh, can play into it. It would be cool if the, the difficulty mode. Mm-hmm. You two has played into that as well. Like if you're playing on hard, it gives you a more anonymous oh, yeah. piece of geography. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's, it's really neat. Like you're like, Oh, that specific shape on that. It, it activates like jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. Uh, part of my brain, like, Oh, that specific, uh, shape of coastline mm-hmm. that's in two different places. I need one other little piece of context. Oh, there's forest here. There's yeah. a desert. That's it. Mm-hmm. I can look at my continent map and say like, oh, this is a likely candidate, you know, go there. Um, like once you figure it out, you know, it only takes like when you select the option to search an area, it only takes like a week of time. It's like a week or 10 days or something like that. So it's not a mm-hmm. huge deal uh, to, to you know, kind of throw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's you basically, that's it. You go and get the, the staff. I mean, there's, there's more, um, I feel like we cruised over the bulk of this game, which is going through those battles, but it's hard to emphasize how much of it is just kind of bumping units against each other. Yeah. Like it, it's slightly more complicated than rock, paper, scissors, but not that much more. It's, uh, it's not about decisions that you like very little about decisions that you are making in the battle itself. The strategizing in this, you know, is pretty much entirely, entirely around managing your resources and making sure you have enough of a, an, enough of an army to go in. You know, and yeah. maybe that's just because my analysis and my, my my skill at this only got to the level of building a death ball, you know, or this game's version of a death ball. Um, but that was sufficient. And all of the it's not like I was making interesting decisions so much as trying to make do with what I had and make sure that I went in with sufficient, you know, sufficient um, personnel to overwhelm. 
Yes. And, and a big part of the strategy, and this is something that you wouldn't necessarily know intuitively. It's something you'd know from playing is when to commit to starting your kind of battle campaign. Yeah. You know, because I didn't, I didn't really have any context I needed, uh, through the game right. of this. Like, you know, again, I don't know whether a gnome is better than a druid <laughs> right. in, inherently. Um, so I just kind of had to, if I wasn't playing this with guides and stuff in 2021 or 2022, mm-hmm. um, I would just be like, okay, litter rip, you know, or is a troll better than a giant? And then would find out and probably fail then start over. Yeah. You yeah. know, having that kind of, uh, so it's like, imagine a rock, paper, scissors game where instead of rock beating scissors, rock is just 60%. <laughs> you know, effective versus the 40% of the scissors. Yeah. And there's, you know, 40 different tools. Right. And, and they get along in different ways. It's really just kind of building that toolbox. Mm-hmm. That's the game. Yeah. So there's, you know, there is a, a boss to this. There's a, there's a, the biggest crim that you can go fight, but it's not like really a character so much. It's not, you know, an antagonist. Yeah. There's stuff they talk about, like this conspiracy and all these guys working together and nothing ever happens with it. Mm-hmm. You just complete the board game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying all this because I'm feeling a little self-conscious about how quick we are at the end of the episode <laughs> and how I feel like we just, it feels like we skipped stuff and we kind of didn't. Right. You know? Right. You know, because yeah. the, like the, this is kind of meant it's 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 a little bit about the grind, you know. Like this is yeah. this is a bit of a grindy anonymous game, while still being an interesting novelty, you know, specifically on the Genesis, right? You know, yeah. I the just, context makes makes this yes. Um, if the fact that it got ported is the most interesting thing, yeah, you know about it. Like, uh, it doesn't mean necessarily playing the version of this on on Genesis is more interesting. It just has that additional historical value. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like this is relatively, you know, primitive, even for the time to a degree, you know, or just, um, yeah, it's relatively primitive, even for the time as a tactical, as a tactical game. Um, and I think that, you know, that is just something that we, you know, we can only go into so much detail around that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, real weird. This landed on episode 250. Yeah. Happy 250, everybody. <laughs> happy 250. Real X-Men Legends 2. Uh, yeah. energy to this mm-hmm. a momentous game <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you there is an ending you 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 get the uh you know you you find the the map spot, the correct map spot you dig up uh, you get a picture of this king's staff mm-hmm. you know um it's been returned the kingdom will prosper forevermore and uh because it's the 90s you're rewarded with the king's daughter of course um you get to marry her yeah um yeah which is which is real progressive if you're, if you're playing as the sorceress yeah, exactly. <laughs> Surprisingly, like in my land, the, uh, the continentia, the gay marriage continentia. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah. Good yeah. for them. And the, yeah, that, that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. There's the game. Yeah. You know, it was neat. Uh, it's neat. Pretty fun. If uh, if I had run into this as a kid, mm-hmm. like played this at the time it come out, I probably would have lost my mind. Yeah. Like it, this, this would have been really, really cool. It has. Uh, you know, staying up late in a room only lit by a monitor. Yeah. Uh, you know, one more turn kind of appeal. Yes. To it. Um, just like, oh, I, I'm just going to take this one last castle and that'll be my, <laughs> my time to go out on tonight. 
Yeah. And then, oh, just one more because that castle gives you some resources to then go and improve your army. Or maybe you rank up and you can have a bigger army. Things like that. Yep. Yeah. And that's King's Bounty. That's King's Bounty. Thank you, Eric. Sorry the episode was kind of short. Yeah. Good game. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just just pretty slight. Yep. Pretty simple. Um, Yeah. I don't don't think I have anything else to say. Neither do I. Um, if, uh, if you have things to say about it, what should they do? Cole, they should go to, uh, duckfeed.tv slash contact. As you're hearing this, if you're hearing this on the early feed, you have a few days. The deadline for thoughts on March's games, uh, is the 15th of March, but where the 15th of March as they say, um, and March's games are inscription, uh, ultimate NES remix King's bounty and until dawn, uh, which is our premium episode. Yeah, yeah. All I could think of was amnesia, a deadline for thoughts, <laughs> uh, but thoughts spelled the other way. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, well, if you have uh, have things to say about next month's games, mm-hmm. which are the Shrouded Isle, the uh, Charles Entertainment Cheese franchise of fun centers and animatronic horror shows, mm-hmm. uh, or Death Loop. Uh, hit us up by the 15th of April. Yeah. Once again, at duckfeed.tv slash contact. If you have thoughts on multiple games, please write them as multiple responses. That just makes things easier for us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, if you like this show, uh, if you'd like to either sponsor an episode or if you just want to get more episodes or get episodes early uh, or get whole different shows, go on over to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Mm-hmm. Um, we really appreciate it. We think that we provide a lot of value yeah. uh, for that. And it's an exciting time to be there because we're starting a little something we like to call continuing adaptation decay. Ooh, uh, baby. It's still going. <laughs> I'm, uh, of course, talking about uh, the Bonfire Side Chat season on Elden Ring. Yeah, Elden Ring. It's a game that is taking the world by storm. And of course, we are covering that on Bonfire Side Chat. Uh, that season is just getting started. We're really excited about that. Uh, the first two episodes of that season are available for everybody. Uh, but then mm-hmm. when we get into kind of the body of the game, that's going to be a patron, uh, patron-only show, uh, just like it has been since uh, the beginning of 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Poor uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Forbidden West. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, I forget who I, I forget who I saw. I think it might have been Sean uh, who uh, who posted this. Like, oh yeah, uh, for Horizon Three is going to come out a week before a week before Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. just something just coming and just obviating you completely. Yeah, you know. Oh well, just, uh, eat, eat your lunch. Um, yeah, uh, it's fine. <laughs> I'm happy you're in a pig and shit to yep. be in the lands between. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's exciting time to join us. That was the point. A lot of new people coming into the Slack, a lot of new people coming to the Patreon, mm-hmm. uh, come join us Yeah, and, uh, and hang out there. It is a cool place to hang out. Yeah. Um, I have made, or we have made changes, uh, to the Patreon, uh, here in the back end, the way things are delivered, uh, check out those posts to see the details. Uh, but, uh, mm-hmm. the biggest change is, uh, early release is on its own feed now, as opposed to being mixed in with the premium stuff, um, and premium stuff, you have the option to get, uh, things kind of on a per show. Uh, kind of basis individual premium show feeds there's some technical difficulties with that that i'm actually working with our um, content management system we're working with our podcast host to get those worked out um but Mm -hmm. uh that should be improving here pretty soon but if it doesn't work you have fallback options yeah 
yeah, thank you for your patience yeah. uh, around that. And, uh, you know, uh, if you're listening to this, and, and please take a moment uh, to read the documentation stuff that we wrote. Please. If you, uh, if you join us, um, you know, we do not have time to field every individual question, mm-hmm. um, especially if it's something that's offered or answered in the fact, basically. Yeah. So not to turn into everything I hate and be like, uh, you know, don't make me tap the sign. That, uh, <laughs> yeah. The Hawaiian, Hawaiian bread rules, uh, <laughs> you know, God, that's so like, oh, good. I tell you to read the rules, but I'm sure you read them just to break each one of them, <laughs> you know? Oh God. That was, that, that was a very well observed post. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not to do that, but uh, please do read them first. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and that, that's probably about it. I think so. Yeah. Uh, what should they watch out for until next time? Uh, watch out for that castle full of undulating dipshits as a dance party. Mm-hmm.